0: That's the one thing all
1: great teams have in common. Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, everyone. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me, come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks. And ducks fly together.
2: It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. It's not worth winning if you don't win big. I'm Mike. Tommy is not here. Kevin is not here. They're off for the holidays. We've reached that time in the year. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, all that kind of stuff. Go enjoy it. Uh, Just thank you for listening for another year here. Thank you for telling your friends. Thank you for growing the pod. I'm getting emails this week and this month just saying, hey, I just stumbled across the pod. Love it. Keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate all that kind of stuff. But we've reached the end of the year. And that means it's time for the second annual quack question of the year. So here's what's going to happen. We have hand-picked these quack questions. No random number generators this time. These are hand-picked quack questions. These are the finalists. So we're just going to play the quack questions and the responses back to back to back to back here. Listen to them. Go to thequackattack.com. There will be a pull-up on this episode page. Vote for your favorites. The winner, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll be on the pod, possibly, if we can get them. Who knows? If they want to be on the pod, uh, they might get some other swag, some other stuff. So uh, a lot riding on the line here. So go to thequackattack.com after listening. Vote for your favorites. As I said, it's not worth winning if you don't win big. So really run up the score there. And uh, we'll see you in the new year Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy holidays, happy just life, happy 2016. We had a good run in 2016. So looking forward to more in 2017.
0: Okay, this uh, this week's quack question comes from quackalette Chris Garland, who is at... C-J-G-J-M-G, which is very confusing, but <laughs> congratulations on that Twitter handle. Um, okay, Chris's question is, what duck's mother was busy with the mailman, and what has he been delivering? <laughs> it's such an amazing question.
3: And remember, this is in reference to uh, D1 when they're skating, they find the magazines, and it's like, you don't even know to do with that, or does your mommy know you have that? It's like, nah, she's busy with the mailman. Okay,
1: yeah,
0: I think we all know what he's delivering
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, so do you think it is limited to those ducks that were just at that little scene with the Hawks?
3: Well, we've already established that carp has a very loving family, true, so not carp, Peter, however, we've said like probably comes from not a great home, mhm, so yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if like. Peter's parents initially split up because the mom was busy with the mailman, and that was just a shot at Peter. And like the entire school knew, or something like that. Just trying to rile up Peter. Mm. So, Peter's mom is definitely uh, busy with the mailman, I think. Yeah. I didn't see that?
2: Peter stays kind of calm in that situation, though. He, well, he riles up Carp.
3: Yeah, he gets Carp to do his fighting for him. Let's not rule out Charlie's mother either. <laughs> I mean,. Well, yeah, She's Ch- lonely. Yeah. And Charlie talks about, like, oh, there's there's guys every now and then. And yeah. He's like, Yeah. yeah, and then, every then, as soon now as and then sue- at 2 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as they see him, they're, like, out of there. And so he's, like, oh, got to grab my mailbag and get out of here. The kid's home. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I could see. Do you think A
0: couple Casey- of overnight deliveries.
3: Do you
2: think Casey is that kind of person, though?
3: Yes. <laughs> that-, that would, like, take a dig because he knew that, like, Peter's mom was fucking the mailman?
2: Oh, I was just talking about Casey Conway. Do you think oh, Casey I thought you were talking is, about... Yeah, not Casey Garvin, but yeah, I was just talking about Casey Conway. Is Casey that kind of uh, person to, uh, you know...
3: Hang out with the mailman? Yeah. Invite the gentleman caller in? Yeah. Absolutely, i say. Yeah, and I don't necessarily think it's like one day she saw the mailman, it was just like it's probably a male he He's Whoa. there every day. Yeah, and he uh, walks the streets. He's okay. like, oh, hey, how's it going? They're both single. And it's not like the first day they meet, but I could see it happening over like a couple months. You know, yeah. you start chatting, and then one day it's hot day, get some lemonade inside. Do you think it's ever like, you know, your classic, you know, dick in a box situation? I think they probably play around with
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> do a little, little role playing. Yeah. Do you, do you think she's ever the male woman?
3: <laughs> do you think oh, she God. ever has a special, de- a special delivery? We're
2: we going into dark territory right
3: now. I don't know. It depends on the mailman, I guess.
0: That's true. Is the mailman actually
3: one of the Ducks' dads? Ooh. Oh. Wait, how? I don't know. It was just like... Was one oh, of the of having...
0: just like, a, like Carp's dad is the <laughs> mailman? <name. laughs>
2: yeah. I don't know. Working class yeah. team. Working class area. They might be. But I feel like we would see him eventually. And I feel
0: like that would be a pretty big rift. Yeah. Among the players because i mean that's they're bound to find out
2: like, yeah yeah i mean it seems like people know if the hawks are talking about it so probably not a parent but
3: so probably not a duck maybe but maybe a guy like they all know the mailman so it's like yeah Dude, this mailman's been delivering us our mail for like <laughs> our whole lives now she's boning charlie's mom
2: yeah yeah so charlie charlie's mom getting around there
0: Uh, the quack question comes from Jared Beasley, wow. which, went, which in no
2: which in no way will affect the outcome.
3: Yeah, thank God Mike uh, was so transparent drawing. earlier; otherwise, people would be wondering how this happened.
2: Exactly. I yeah. don't want any any uh, conspiracy theories going on.
0: There's no way to rig a random number generator.
3: I'm not smart for enough to a, do it,
0: so. or, or a number generator person. So, anyway, that's a lot of math for 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 us and for our listeners. So, um, we're just going to get into the quiet question here. Um, This one, like I said, comes from Jared Beasley, who is at Jared Beasley on Twitter. Uh, And his question is, at what point did the locker room dynamic become awkward between the girls and guys? Who was the biggest perv?
3: Who was the biggest what, turd? Perv. Oh, perv.
2: Good question, Jared. So... D1 you got to figure they're 10 years old. So I mean it could have been a little awkward there, but I don't think they uh really a understand what's going on and B they're they're practicing outdoors district 5 and whatnot. So they're probably just excited to be in a locker room whether it's with a girl or not. Well, don't or the don't girls they being with a guy or not? They w-
3: grab like that, uh, that magazine, Carp Peter and uh, and Gee, right? That's
2: true. That's true. So maybe they do know what's going on, but uh, I think they just kind of look at Connie and Tammy. I don't think they look at them the same way they look at the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. So, I mean, do you disagree with that?
0: No, I okay, can They're kind of one of the guys. mm
1: Hmm.
2: Okay, so you go to D two then, and you're at the Junior Goodwill Games, and I I would think it would get awkward there, because absolutely yeah, I mean you're in you're twelve thirteen at this point, so right at that puberty, you're looking at uh you know sixth grade seventh grade or something like that. I, I think
3: they're like thirteen, because remember Miss McKay says you know teenagers like yourselves.
2: Yeah, so. I think
1: right
2: oh, yeah. there, that, that's like that's like peak time right
3: there. So I, I think it's okay had we not had new ducks, but I think as soon as you bring in like the new ducks, Gee kind of freaks out mm. because I, I can understand like you know Goldberg and you know Charlie being very respectful of Connie and Guy and especially not you know being pervs or whatever. But you get like Mendoza in there and you get Portman in there, even if they don't have any like intentions, they could you know make some people be a little bit uncomfortable
1: yeah i've got i've got a bit of i've got a hot
2: take i love kevin hot right. takes hit me with it all right and this one is
0: for the who is the biggest perv okay. you know julie the cat oh oh
2: reverse action explain yeah. yourself i just i i
0: can totally see her getting like really caught up in like locker room culture you know and just like being like very like confident
1: it's like strutting, strutting
0: around
3: like,
0: you know yeah 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 i'm like slapping people on the ass <laughs> and like snapping snap, snapping people with towels and stuff i can totally see that
3: i can see portman walking around totally naked as a power move oh. and like <laughs> yeah. waiting for like averman to be like bent down and tying a shoe and just like stand right next to him with his junk in his face oh absolutely but i think julie julie the cat that's interesting and i mean that might be a good way to kind of like break the ice
0: yeah, and and can you can you imagine if Portman's walking around like that and then Julie the cat snaps him in the towel, we, you know right right in his dick? <laughs> oh man, game over.
2: Now, how would the males on the team view Julie the cat being the biggest perv? I mean, when you're like, because they're getting attention that they probably wouldn't get outside of the locker room, I guess. Even though it's like fake attention, it's not like Julie wants to. Get be with them, well,
3: I, I can imagine Goldberg never having like spoken to a woman before that, so I I can imagine maybe some of them developing big crushes on her.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, yeah, and you know what's interesting is when Julie the cat gets uh, kicked out of the game in against Iceland. So did Portman, and so those two are alone in the locker room. Oh, I'm just saying. Oh, they're pissed off. Maybe heat of the moment, something that might happen. wow wow
2: wow this one i I can
0: i I can honestly say that had never crossed my mind
2: (laughs) yeah this one took a deep turn here uh so julie is the biggest perv do i guess my to rephrase my question a little bit is it like uncomfortable enough for the guys to to say something or to do something does it fracture the team at all or does everyone just kinda deal with it? I mean
0: I, I think it happens like it happens in every other locker room situation in I I mean I can speak for in America for the most part, uh given my experience but like nobody said anything, they just deal with it. You know? Like it's just part of life basically.
3: I, I could imagine maybe Charlie trying to be like a white knight and being like, hey, we need to make sure the girls have their privacy. Mm-hmm and maybe that being like fracturing cuz you know Connie's like you know I'm just one of the guys I'm a duck you know I don't want special treatment and of course Julie is she's going to be strutting around and she doesn't want that special treatment either yeah. and and they and they very much want to be part of the team especially Julie because she's seen as kind of like an outcast early on mm-hmm. there's a really good part early on where uh, they all go for high fives and Julie puts her hand up and no one high fives her and like I'll have to hopefully we get that in one of our random minutes because it's a a great part uh but anywho so i think um if you don't say anything then it's they just deal with it and but if charlie kind of fucks things up who knows i
1: mean can
0: can you imagine like charlie like making that you know impassioned statement and then and then
3: uh the cat's like
0: oh old old charlie baby dick over here (laughs) (laughs) trying to be you know, like, she just, like, totally calls him <laughs> out and puts him in this place.
3: Yeah, definitely. Like, I can
0: totally see that happening.
2: Okay. So as they get older, though, they get to high school. And we're dealing with issues now. We're dealing with inappropriate mascots, the demeaning warrior names and all that kind of stuff. Does the issue of separate locker rooms come up or even, like, a separate girls team at Eden Hall? Does that ever come up here?
3: I think it comes up, and I think there are probably at least, like, questions about, like, why are there girls in this team, and do you guys, like, shower together? (laughs) So, it wouldn't surprise me if they have a separate changing room.
2: Mm,
0: Okay. All right. I also also kind of wonder what side of the fence Julie and and, uh, the other girls would fall on that. Whether they would want the
2: separate locker room?
0: Well, it, well, I guess I'm speaking specifically toward like
2: a women's team. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they would be the target of the women's team, or maybe. Yeah, no, no, I agree with that. But. Oh, okay. So you're just I'm, in terms of like, like advocating for like. Yeah. People's exactly.
0: Team. Yeah, yeah. I
3: yeah. I could imagine they probably did not have a women's team because and then like cause of Title IX, whatever. It was like they had to be allowed to play because you don't offer like a an mm-hmm. alternative. So.
2: Mm. So they would have to be, oh, I can see that. Yeah, I. that's a good point, Kevin. I don't think they really advocate for a team. I think that's just kind of, you know, they're just there. They're just playing hockey. I don't think yeah. they want to be any social justice warriors.
0: This one comes from a uh, very new but very, uh, Vocal. Very vocal and very um, active quackalite um, at Barbell Winnie. Uh, her question is... And
3: did this come via Twitter?
0: Uh, no, this came via email, I would imagine, because of the length of it. Yes. Um, so her question is, were Bombay and Casey ever in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship? And I'll go ahead and read some of the the uh, kind of backstory for this. Um I'm not. I'm just not sure why most Mighty Ducks fans think they ever were. Maybe when we were kids, we thought that when a man and a woman kissed, they must be boyfriend and girlfriend, or married. However, when we get older, we realize that things aren't that simple. Bombay and Casey only went on one date. Casey raised some concerns. Instead of resolving those concerns on the first date, they kissed anyway. Then Bombay had to relocate for his minor league hockey, and then they had a goodbye kiss. Was that even a relationship? All we know was that there was one date. I'll leave it at that. There's more, but we'll leave it at that.
2: I like this question because it's kind of counterintuitive. I think we all kind of just assume, you know, oh, there's like something going on. But it is possible to see that like maybe Casey like just wanted to... You know, she didn't wasn't looking like for anything super serious. Yeah, it's
0: like he, she like he, they were each other's slam pieces.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Like and 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 Casey specifically, whenever Bombay was like back in town, like on a on a break or something from hockey, you know, he had his in town booty.
2: Yeah.
3: Now Is that' why we don't see her in in D two because she's like hiding from Bombay. Like, I don't. Want well, to I see mean, this there. Guy, or... Well,
0: maybe I mean. Or like, I don't, don't want maybe, him calling
3: me. Like
0: I mean, maybe she was unable to make it. To the, was she at the Goodwin Games? She was not. Yeah, maybe she was unable to make it for whatever reason. She was in Europe on business. Yeah. <laughs> Important diner business.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, Bombay at the beginning ish of D two says, "Oh, I should have stayed in touch more." And I believe doesn't um is it Jan. Say like Casey remarried or something like that.
0: Oh yeah, that's right.
2: So yeah, that might be uh like a, a reason yeah. that she doesn't kind of respond to Bombay when Yeah,
0: she... like she started dating somebody when he was uh, playing hockey or whatever, and then it kinda of just fizzled out.
2: So how I did do you...
0: definitely think they were boning though.
2: Yeah. yeah. And now it's what is <laughs> I like that very succinct <laughs> agreement. What is what is just Bombay's view of the situation? Did he think it was more serious?
3: Well, remember he says they're like looking at the like the castle or something. He's like, oh, when I was a kid, we used to like think we lived there and pretend which rooms and Bombay's like, oh, what about me? I want to live there too. Which is kind of forward.
0: I think he was just looking for some free
3: lodging.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he actually wanted to live in the ice.
3: <laughs> Uh, so maybe Bombay really was uh Because, you know, he kind of turned around his life with, like, coaching the kids, wasn't drinking, whatever. Mm -hmm. Because I I think we've talked about how, you know, he's definitely a a player. And while he was a lawyer, he probably, you know, played it fast and loose with women. So maybe he was like, oh, I want to, you know, settle down with a nice woman.
0: See, and maybe it was that. And then he realized he didn't want to do that. So he kind of just, like, went back to what he used to do. Because he kind of did.
3: Yeah, I mean, when you're in the minor league hockey circuit. Yeah, I
0: mean, the girls are falling all over you. (laughs)
2: Yeah, those minor league, mini haha wave groupies. So, to let's just answer the question: Like, were they in a relationship? No.
0: not not like a boyfriend girlfriend. It w- defined. Had there been Facebook
3: back then, it would not have been Facebook official. Uh, oh, they
0: would have been texting, booty calling all like all the time, booty texting. But they,
3: it, it w- but like Bombay's Facebook would have said just nothing, yeah. like no in a relationship. Yeah,
2: uh huh. But it, I mean, it was still early. Did they see? Like, did they see this initially, like, turning into a relationship? Or after that first date, was it just, like, Slampy's territory?
0: I think maybe they wanted it to, but then they realized that, that that probably just couldn't work. And then they just... And then they were like, alright, we shouldn't see each other. But then, like, you know, they still wanted to... They still wanted to bone, so they boned. Because they're humans.
2: <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, I guess... So. um The kiss at the bus stop I think throws a wrench into this whole situation because you say okay that was one date and then you know they did whatever they want but it seemed like they had something there like at the bus stop so does that kind of change your views at all
3: one thing also that's like in front of all the kids too and so like if they weren't dating or something I can imagine all the kids being like well you know Charlie your mom's you know a bit of a whore (laughs) (laughs) Um. So. <laughs> wait. Did, wait. Is that an answer to the question? <laughs> well, so I think maybe they were like more. I mean, that was like just a statement of <laughs> odd fact. No. No. So. <laughs> 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 Woo. All right. Yeah. So I think maybe they they did actually have something, <laughs> be, because like. I don't. I don't think she gives them that kiss if if it wasn't just like, slant. I think it was like building into something, and they wanted to keep it going. Like they had pl- planned to like, you know, long distance dating, and it just didn't work out yeah. that way.
2: Or was that just
1: a?
3: I don't think that was like a goodbye. Like later. Yeah. That's not. You don't do that like in front of your kids and all his friends. Like kissing this dude.
1: <laughs> well,
2: I, I think. Was she, like, putting on, like, a face for the kids, though? Just, like, say, like, a relationship should be here. You know? This is what, like, yeah, normal, yeah. normal people do. I, yeah, that's like that. a good point. Was she putting on a face for that? Or was that, like, a a sign that they were actually, like, looking for a relationship?
0: And also, at that point, too, it could have been, like, she wanted a relationship, but he didn't because he was going away. or You know? So maybe she's, like. Trying to put that on that kind of out there, like
3: I, I think maybe like maybe she initiated the kiss, and he's like he actually went in for like the hug. because like, like, if he had like snubbed her right there, like her heart would have been broken. That would have been a. Dick and break. then all the kids would have been like, "Oh my god, Bombay yeah. just snubbed your mom. Yeah. What's wrong <laughs> with her?" And and so maybe uh, or maybe it was just kind of like a yeah something you know just having some fun on the side the entire time.
2: All right. Well.
3: But we also, I should mention that, you know, Casey, I think she was very tentative to get into it, very hesitant to get in a relationship yeah. with Bombay. That's a good Cause point. Charlie liked him so much. And so he seems like the perfect kind of guy. Like, oh, my son loves him. You know, this would be great. But then, you know, if something bad happens in either of one of them, like it ends the other relationship. So maybe she's like, I can't date this guy cause my son loves him so much. So maybe it was just like, we'll just, you know, fuck we'll, on the we'll side. Just smash. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. This week's um, quack question for Melissa comes from uh, I forget his self title at this point, uh, resident quackalite emeritus, something <laughs> like that. Armin Kansari, who's at AK to the Max on Twitter. Uh, his question is: Ask her which achievement was bigger, being in D three or being in SI, and why was it D three?
1: Oh well, then <laughs> uh, it was. <worked. laughs> I will answer it how it was said to me I guess (laughs) Um, it was definitely D3 (laughs) wink wink uh, because it was my first acting job Mm -hmm. so so there it was first that's why it was first Uh
0: okay but now legitimately which one was bigger
1: (laughs) I mean SI was three years and it's like millions I don't know I think that SI was bigger yeah. You're upsetting a lot, lot of, of our fans. <laughs> area, and, you know, a lot of things came out of it. I didn't get Super Bowl tickets for being in D3. There that's, you go. <laughs> that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah.
0: So, I, 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 an, an important question right here. So, if and when D4 happens, and if you get an invite, what are you saying?
1: Oh, I would totally do that. Sweet. Would All I right. be, like, old school cheerleader? Like, Cheer, cheer
0: mom? Maybe the yeah, maybe the cheer coach? coach.
2: I I mean, yeah. now that we know your hockey I should ability, be the
1: hockey coach.
2: Yeah, I think go. we should coach. put you on the ice. I like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm good, guys. I'm good. good. <laughs> All right, we're angling for
0: producer jobs on on D four, so we'll see what we can do.
1: Yeah. Uh. All right, let's do it.
0: Uh, today's quack question, uh, it's kind of a little bit of a segue from what we were talking about just a second ago. Um, it comes from, uh, Bobby Lemaire, who's at Air Lemaire, uh, long time quackalite. Um, and I think we've touched on this a little bit before, but, uh, his question is what was Portman doing with his life that he can drop everything he's doing and sign the scholarship for an exhibition game?
2: That's a good question. That's a good question. I just think Portman, um... I mean you could you could think maybe he's hiding some sort of probationary action, like he can't leave the state of Illinois at this point, so i I mean, I just think he's hanging out like Fulton says that when he learned Bombay bailed, Portman bailed, so maybe Portman's just trying to like stick it to the man in his own way, and he's not really doing anything other than just like hanging around trying to stick it to the man stuff
3: you know one thing I just I don't know. think. No, go ahead, Kevin.
0: Uh, I was going to say, I don't think it'll surprise anybody to know that I fall firmly in the probation camp um, or, or jail or, or something nefarious. Um, uh, I, and then I think uh, it kind of goes to what we were talking about, the possible scandals at Eden Hall. Like they just kind of looked past the fact that they've got a you know a, a juvenile offender and we're just like, hey, he's pretty good at hockey. We need some size, whatever. And they were perfectly OK with it. But I think he was
3: in jail or on probation, something. And so, for the kind of scandal part, this is uh, not super, like, it's a little bit relevant to the question, but, you know, it could be something where Portman came, played in the exhibition, and, like, obviously there's no, like, eligibility questions. Like, yeah, you can play that, no problem. But then, like, Coach Orion, like, next game is like, you are not even close to being eligible. (laughs) And I am not playing you until you're eligible. Because I could see Orion doing that um and i think part of it could be this juvenile facility you were in you don't have the proper credits yeah you were released but you need to like like show that you actually had these credits whatever and you need to like pick up some extra coursework and you'll be eligible next year
2: yeah you think about it like i think we've theorized that this exhibition came exhibition game came like during the winter break period but so, I mean, in that case, it's a whole semester of work that Portman has not been at Eden Hall for. Uh, at the very least, it's a significant amount of time, whether you want to put, like, a time constraint on it or not. So, yeah, I think it's very possible that he uh, is either arrested or, or finds himself in trouble somehow, doesn't want to, um, like... Disappoint the Ducks, or he doesn't. He's just embarrassed by it, so he he learns Bombay bails, and he's just like, "Oh, I'm gonna leave too." But it's really he has no choice. So I think, yeah, I think that is a very uh, feasible scenario there. The I like this violation angle um, with him not being able to play, and then everyone sees during that exhibition, "Oh, he's a good player. He's a good player." So there's pressure to get him on the ice. Maybe there's a grade change or two, mm. and now the the Edenhall dynasty is just crumbling. Kevin, what do you think?
0: Um, I'm i I'm not gonna lie, I was a little distracted there. <laughs> um, was there a question?
2: <laughs> um, no, I was just trying to see if you if you agreed with me in terms of maybe when Portman comes back, people see what he can do in that exhibition. And then there's pressure to get them on the ice. There's a grade change, or two, and the Eden
3: Hall dynasty oh, yeah. crumbles
0: absolutely. And then and then years later, they end up having to you know vacate those wins.
3: I, I think so what could not, happen.
0: It, so it's not 14 straight. It's 12, 12 championships or 13 championships mm-hmm. in in 14 years.
3: You know What I could see happening is so everyone sees how great Portman is. However they, you know, they say, oh, and are great. And so really it's up to Cole. If Cole starts to kind of like struggle, there's going to be immediate calls like get Portman up to varsity. Mm. And so, I mean, in in that case, like if Eden Hall could just like, this could be a total wake up call and they might not need Portman. So it doesn't matter that he's not eligible and they could just like coast through and win that championship. And so maybe they avoid scandal. The only potential scandal being like, hey, you, got this kind of outlaw on your team mm-hmm. just because he's good at hockey.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely bad press.
3: Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, it's like, if if it were a college, like, yeah, definitely. But, I mean, high school, it's like, oh, we're trying to reform him, and we like to have certain, you know, we like to have scholarships to help people who wouldn't normally be able to go to Aiden Hall. And so they'd be very good at spinning it, I think. Mm-hmm.
2: That's good. That's really good. So, really, Cole... Is the key to the continuation of this Eden Hall dynasty?
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: It all rests on Cole's shoulder. This has been a revelation here. A lot of, a lot of tentacles coming out from this Portman, what, whatever Portman was doing in Chicago during that first semester. Uh, a lot has been kind of riding on it. A, lot, a little butterfly effect going on here. Go to quacktech.com vote for your favorites, contact us at QuackAttackPod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Pod. go to iTunes, give us five stars, and remember, ducks fly together.
3: Ducks fly together. Quack, quack.